It's Wednesday afternoon at 4.30 in central Indiana, and you're tuned to 91.9 FM WITT, the home of unpredictable music almost all the time. But at 4.30 on Wednesdays, it's the home of the Indies Trusted Servant Show. So that's what you're listening to right now. With your host, Danny O'Malia, Indies Trusted Servant. What is Indies Trusted Servant? Well, I do customer service training and keynote speaking about customer service. It's really all about the culture of the organization. That's going to determine the level of service and probably the level of business you're going to do. Um, if you're interested in learning more about that, well, I learned it at the hand of the master, my late father, Joe O'Malley, over a period of many years at three different grocery companies starting when I was about nine years old. Give me a call at 317-413-9062. What's the Indies Trusted Servant Show on 91.9 FM? I like to describe it as lively local small biz and community talk where you can feel the pulse of Indy. And my guest today is a fellow... Catholic Business Exchange member, and he's also a member of another networking group I belong to, Jan Killies. And Jan is the owner of Circle Office Supplies here in Indianapolis. Jan, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Well, tell the folks a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the owner of the of the office supply. Well, my, my dad formed the business. Actually, he merged with somebody else back in the 60s. And as most owner's sons i worked there in the summers and then uh, i went off to school came back was a cpa for a while moved to arizona and my dad had a heart attack so i came back temporarily to fill in while he recovered and that was in 1981 and i'm still here you're still stuck (laughs) in the winter right uh did not know that, but certainly empathize. I'm sorry to hear about your dad's heart attack back then, and uh, but certainly empathize, empathize with growing up in a family business. Oh, absolutely. Nothing better. Uh, so uh, how old is the company? Uh, originally, it's 1951 it started. 1951, your dad? No, my dad bought it from the original WWW, Walter Winchell Whitman. Okay. I started in 51, and my dad bought it in 67. Okay. Okay. Got it. And it's yeah. been in your family since. Since then, yeah. Uh, how many employees do you have? Uh, we have five employees, um, three salesmen, and then two people in the warehouse. In the warehouse. And uh, is it uh, is it kind of a business where you can walk in and look at the stuff? Uh, no, we're in Park Fletcher, which isn't zoned for retail. Okay. Uh, we have catalogs and flyers that we send out, and we have salesmen who go out and, and see our customer base. Uh, that's how primarily we go to market. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, uh, for some reason, I had pictured a retail, you know, furniture store, right? Way or- back, we actually had a store on the circle, hence the name. Um, but with the way retail was going and this was probably 15, 20 years ago, we just dropped out of that particular kind of market and just went strictly business to business. And it's a, it's an, it's a business supply business, right? right we supply, supply office supplies, furniture, equipment, printing, um, ad specialties, which is stuff that's imprinted with your logo, that kind of thing. Okay, so you would you would do desks, chairs, things like right, that, right. right? The typical the typical stuff, and then all kinds of office supplies. Right, right? anything for your office, we can get you. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've got a business here that was established a long time ago. Uh, Jan's family has owned it for a long time. Um, we I heard you speak at Catholic Business Exchange a couple of weeks ago about. 
uh, how COVID has impacted your business. And I've had a couple of businesses, including a restaurant slash bar owner on the on the show to talk about this right. in the past. And and uh, so I thought it would be an interesting uh, topic, uh, Some somebody in your business. And I know that, you know, business changes without COVID. You know, you mentioned printing. Uh, uh, one of my clients is a, is a print shop, and they have morphed their business a whole lot of different ways right, over right. the last 15 years or so as the technology has changed. Gen- so yeah, that's part of it, right? Yeah, our industry is driven by copies. When people print stuff out, then obviously they use the printer. They have to use the toner. They have to have a file folder for the, what they printed. They have to have a file cabinet. They have to have highlighters and markers. All that's going slowly down the drain because people use PDF. Yeah, without COVID, yeah. right? Without, without COVID. COVID our exactly. industry was contracting about 2% a year. Right. With COVID and everyone moving off-site primarily, uh, it's really dried up. Um, most of our contacts are at the office and not at their home, so it's really hard for us to contact those people because we don't have their home address or their home emails and yet they still might need some of your products so what are you doing about that well we're trying to figure out a way to get to them at home but the problem is we compete with amazon who actually is our biggest customer also um (laughs) that's ironic yeah and (laughs) the advantage they have is their website you can order anything from soups to nuts Whereas from us, it's pretty much office supplies, furniture, equipment, that kind of thing. Right, right. So the convenience for them to go to one site and order everything I need in really smaller quantities than we're typically used to delivering is a real disadvantage for us and an advantage for the big boxes, if you will. So you uh, so you you do you deliver most of your products, including your office everything. furniture, yeah, right? We, How many trucks does that involve? We have three trucks. You own the three trucks, yeah, right. right? Okay. Uh, we deliver and install all the furniture. Uh, unless it's shelving, which is sort of specific to their needs, so we just put up the basic and they fill out. Do you guys you guys actually build the furniture if it needs to be, or is it right. all is it already come in one piece? It depends on what they buy. Sometimes it's already made. Sometimes it's KD, and we have to bring it in and assemble it, or assemble it at our warehouse and then bring it into their location. That takes a certain amount of training your employees well, too. You know, really, when you think about it, any small business, all we have to offer is service. That's pretty I much mean, it. You know, you can go and get. A, a, widget anywhere and you can probably find it cheaper but we hope that we bring a level of service to the customer where that may not be the right widget for you you may need another kind of widget or maybe you're buying too many widgets or you already bought them and you forgot you had them in the warehouse and i said hey you already got those last week you don't really need those again for a while yeah so that's what we have to offer your service which is now when you describe that scenario you're really earning trust you could, you'll pass up a sale now to, 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 to keep a customer happy and get them right. to trust you. Yeah, we right? want a customer. We don't want somebody who just comes in and buys something and we'll never see them again. That doesn't help me at all. I want somebody who's going to have repeat transactions with us. So, so now with COVID on top of the, the, the Amazon. By the way, let me ask you this about Amazon. What does Amazon, Amazon buy from Circle? Well, all their distribution centers are DCs have offices and they're so busy there they can't keep track of the actual office supplies they use in their offices internally so we've set up a system where we go and set up a inventory bank of their most used items inventory those two or three times a week and replenish those inventories 
So for the local Amazon distribution right. center, right. right? Yeah, the five that we service here in town. And and how much of that business makes up for the business you might have lost to Amazon? Or have you figured that out yet? This is really interesting stuff. Um, I don't know that we can actually quantify that because most of our businesses, the small businesses we serve, since they're working from home, their volume is way down. And yep. I don't know that they're actually getting a lot of that replacement from Amazon because somebody who's working at home doesn't need quite the volume of information and processing that they knew if they have if they're in the office. So they may be doing as much work, but they're not interacting with the other people to require using supplies up. Uh, yeah, so it, it's it's the same old story, and, and of course this, the COVID thing has exacerbated it. We'll get into that in our next segment. It, it the tentacles of, of COVID, not to mention the, well, I, what I always referred to when we were in the grocery business is the Walmartization of the world, right. and and the technological uh, stuff that's come on also, and you throw COVID in there, and the tentacles just reach and reach and reach, don't they? I mean, they reach to your customers, which reaches back to you in less business, right? No, absolutely. I mean, Amazon probably has thousands of people who just work on the website. And you go on that website and it has all kinds of links and comparisons. And there's no way people in our industry, even if we all got together, all the dealers in the United States, there's no way we could be as complicated and complex and as user-friendly as their site is. There's just no way. Very, very interesting. Jan with Circle Office Supplies. Jan Killies with Circle Office Supplies is our guest today. We're talking about, oh, gee, uh, Amazon competing and uh, technology. And, and we're going to get into the COVID in a little bit more detail in our next segment. You're listening to the Indies Trusted Servant Show on 91.9 FM, WITT, each Wednesday. You can listen live or you can go online to 919WITT.org and listen. And if you miss a show, uh, you can go to Open in Indiana and get shows going way back to October of 2019. And I promise you, the library of shows is extremely interesting. In fact, we want to thank Open in Indiana for being the uh, underwriter for the Indies Trusted Servant Show. So check out Open in Indiana, not only for the Indies Trusted Servant Show, but as your destination for finding the people, places, and things that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and events with www.openinindiana. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. You can follow Open Indiana, Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thanks to Ryan and Open in Indiana, not only for being an underwriter for the show, but for hosting uh, my prior Indies Trusted Servant shows. So if somebody should listen to Jan and they missed it, just tell them to go to Open in Indiana and they will find the interview. We also want to thank our host for the studio. Uh, that is my pet carnivore a pet food distribution warehouse on Shelby Street in Fountain Square where Paul and Suzanne and their extremely busy staff, um, they bring in frozen dog and cat food mostly uh, from a farm in Michigan and they distribute it to dog and cat food owners only, no stores, in 48 states. So two things. One, it's got to be good stuff if they've got 
clients in 48 states and two, bet you can guess the two states they're not in yet, but I wouldn't put it past them. Next week's guest will will hit really close to home. My daughter Janet Andriol is the principal of St. Joan of Arc Catholic Grade School at 42nd and Central, one of the oldest Catholic grade schools and largest parishes and oldest parishes in Indianapolis. She and her assistant principal, Sarah Funk, um, and they are a great team, by the way, uh, they will be our guests to talk about uh, education and the COVID and what's happened up to now, getting back to school in August, being off school now, and when the kids might get back to school again. So listen in next week to hear more about education and specifically good old St. Joan of Arc, the home of the monarchs. So back to Jan Killies with Circle Office Supplies. Let's talk about the COVID and specifically the COVID. And I know that you spoke at Catholic Business Exchange a little bit. Uh, we were just uh, brainstorming mm-hmm. about uh, different things. And a lot of people were talking about how COVID is, you know, intersected with their business and, and what they've tried to do about it. So aside from what we've already talked about, what can you add about COVID? What kind of what kind of uh, opportunities or roadblocks has it thrown at you guys? Well, this will be a great segue for your next show. Uh, we consciously made a decision to go after three areas um, education government and non-for-profits okay well as you alluded to education is stopped it's been thrown a loop (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of schools won't even let you in the door and they can't contact tracing yep yep and so we have to talk to them and most of them aren't at the office again either that's right Um, so that market's really dried up the government everybody's working from home again so we ran into the same roadblock there and non-for-profits they're struggling because they don't have any money. Because yeah, they, all the they, fundraisers they, they want to do that's right. That's have closed right. up. They can't do them. And, and we, I belong to uh, the Catholic Charities. I'm the treasurer there on the board. And um, all our events have been virtual. I know. And you get nothing from those. So, so since you're on the board of Catholic Charities and the various Catholic Charities fundraisers, and, of course, I'm on the other end, you know, mainly with Cathedral High School, but with other – charitable organizations that have fundraisers and right. we had to go virtual with our november event we're praying that our annual shamrock at the end of february we might be able to go live but but we don't know mm-hmm. uh, and who knows but uh do you know uh compared to last year take you know a generic charity that had to do a virtual fundraiser this year versus the the regular dinner dance or auction or whatever it was last year how how they've been impacted by that uh, it varies by the department that that's raising funds um some of them are down 20 percent. some are down 35 percent in terms of revenue and they're all working i mean catholic charities to get on the soapbox here 92 percent of the money that comes in is spent directly on services which and, is a phenomenal and that's number. what you want to hear yes yeah, phenomenal number for not-for-profits but everybody's working bare bones and like the immigration section, nobody's coming into the country. So we have to lay off people who have really specific training that it's hard to duplicate, but we don't have any work for them because nobody's coming into the country. And if they've got that specific training, they might not have skills in other areas. And exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, again, the whole COVID thing, it keeps bumping into itself left and right. Yeah, I don't know of any industry other than maybe Amazon 
and Lowe's and those people that haven't been impacted negatively by COVID? Well, I, I know one that's been impacted negatively in one way and positively in another, and that's the grocery business. Well, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Now, which, of course, I'm no longer in. But on the one hand, uh, they're busier than ever. People aren't eating out as much. Uh, but on the other hand, it's really hard to find help. Um, and it's really hard to please customers, uh, the supply end of things. And we might talk about the supply end of things, but I'll use this as a segue for that. Some of the products you used to get, you can't get anymore, maybe because that organization doesn't have enough help or whatever, and the customer comes in and you've carried whatever the thing is for 100 years, and it's not there anymore. Yeah, all the PPE stuff, Clorox wipes, Lysol, that kind of stuff, uh, it's all allocated. Yeah, and rightly yep. so. I mean, it should go to the front line people first. Yep, yep. And Clorox basically said, you're not getting this tube anymore. That's all going in bigger bulk packages to the hospitals and whatever, which is fine. So we've had to find alternative sources. People are used to that tube of Clorox, but they're not going to get it. And, of course, at the beginning of uh, the big thing in the in the grocery business, and this would apply to Target and and everybody was was toilet paper. Now it seems like the toilet paper thing is leveled out for now. Well, that uh, was primarily a supply and demand of market. Most of those guys would sell bulk toilet paper and not residential toilet paper quantities. Yeah, and like a skid of it. Well, yeah. they weren't set up to manufacture the end user quantities, so it took them some time to switch over Ramp to up. twelve packs as yeah. opposed to. 30 or 96 packs like we would buy. Yeah, yeah. And that was really the delay. They had plenty of toilet paper, just couldn't get it in the sizes you wanted. So, and maybe this is a moot question, maybe not. For for your organization, the supply, uh, uh, you're selling less than you were before. Are you having any trouble getting products that your customers want? Uh, we are having some difficulty with generic items, uh, primarily if they come from China. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. of the COVID situation, Everything's been slowed down considerably, um, so we're trying to find U.S. sources or other non-Chinese sources for the stuff. But the problem is China was the bulk of all that generic production. Generic what? Anything. Anything generic. But toner, in, in your end, okay, uh, a toners, toner. Okay. You, you can't find toners because people took all their printers home or they bought a printer they didn't have at home, so now they have to get the toners. Right. There are, there are some models we cannot get, even generic Forget HP or Brothers. We can't even get a toner for them because there's no such kidding. demand. So, so, so I could have uh, been in a, a business where I'm going to start working from home. I have to take my computer or a printer home, uh, and and now I find out I can't get the toner for yeah. it. Well, typically you went and bought a printer. No, or you might have gone and bought because it because it left the printer at work because it's tied into a network and it's. Oh, all right, it's it owned by the company. So then you got to go buy a toner for it. Well, there's only so many good printers out there. And what happens is everybody buys the same ones, and then they all want to get replacement cartridges. So let me ask you this question. Uh, this is getting a little farther afield, but uh -huh. not really. So, of course, I've always had a printer at home. I have an, a home business now, right. right? And I have had, you know, since I really basically got out of the grocery business. Um, and if I go to, let's say, Office Max, mm -hmm. are they going to have the toner I need? or, or, or Probably not. Maybe not. No. Whoa. I mean, I, I can almost guarantee you there's certain models nobody has it. No kidding. Yeah. We uh, have customers who have been waiting since September. 
for toner. My gosh. So, well, let me ask you that. Oh, we better do an underwriter break, and we'll be back Ready for one it. more segment with Jan Killies of Circle Office Supplies. We're talking the office supply business and uh, business in general vis-a-vis COVID and uh, didn't even think we'd get into the supply end of things, but we're into it, and that's it's an interesting it's an interesting topic. I'm I can, I kind of remember the the blizzard of '78, and the, when the grocery stores finally opened, the first thing we ran out of was milk. I had to break up fights between customers over the last gallon of milk. Well, the cows aren't going to make milk any quicker right. just because there was a blizzard, right? And back then, we ran out of m- milk. And then we were out of Coca-Cola and all the soft drinks, and eventually we ran out of beer before the supply caught back up. And the you know, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get back to Jan in just a couple of minutes. We've got a couple of things to do here to thank uh, our our underwriter, and that's Open in Indiana. Uh, Open in Indiana is your destination for finding the people, places, and things and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and your events uh, with www.openinindiana.com. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. You can follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks to Ryan Henry of Open in Indiana not only for being an underwriter of the Indies Trusted Servant Show, but also for putting up our shows, our prior shows, on his website, Open in Indiana. So if you miss a show on Wednesday at 4.30 on 91.9 FM, why just go to Open in Indiana and you can listen to the show you missed. And I can guarantee you, if you go there now, you'll find some interesting stuff. We want to thank... Uh, the folks at um, My Pet Carnivore here on Shelby Street in Fountain Square, uh, where it's a pet food, food warehouse with a radio studio inside of it. And uh, Paul and Suzanne and their very busy staff distribute healthy frozen dog and cat food to dog and cat food owners only in 48 states, so this stuff must be good. Next week's guest will be my daughter, Janet Andriol, the principal of St. Joan of Arc Grade School at 42nd and Central, and her assistant principal and teammate, Sarah Funk. And we will talk about uh, specifically Joan of Arc, but uh, generally uh, education and how it's been impacted by COVID, i.e., the schools got shut down last year. They worked hard to get open in August. Uh, they opened until fairly recently. They're shut down again, and now they're hope, hoping to open up and the whole distance learning thing and so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll look forward to having them next week. So, Jan, let's see, where were we? We were talking about supplies. Right, right. Uh, is, is there anything anything else you want to talk about in that area of your business, or is that pretty – have we covered that? Well, I think all the PPE stuff has been well documented, how the shortages come and go depending on – what the latest craze is. Um, I think wipes will be something that will come back in different quantities. Uh, some by Clorox and Lysol and other manufacturers. There's a large one here in town that's Are, starting to build up. They're ramping up yeah, their manufacturing, yeah, right. right? So that should go, Production. the shortage for that should go away. Gloves uh, will take a little longer, uh, primarily because that was all overseas. And that's sort of so. A so you sell you sell thing. gloves and wipes. Oh yeah. Anything, Did you do anything that before PPE? COVID? Yeah, COVID. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, we okay. used to sell to the forensic department downtown, um, and then 
when we couldn't get any more, they had to start reusing them. Okay, so so you don't uh, you don't think of an office supply place selling wipes, but anything for your office, we can get you. And of course, they're using wipes all the time. Oh right, yeah, right? yeah. Do you have many restaurant customers? Uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, we well, they still have to buy this stuff. Well, they the got to buy it open, more than they ever did. The ones that are open, a lot of them are right. shut down. Right, and right. That's a problem. Um, we didn't have as many restaurants. We sort of got away from that industry because we got into the educational and the governmental and non-for-profit, although maybe restaurants are non-for-profits now. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure. um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, the restaurants, um, we have some friends who have that industry pretty well covered. Let's talk about restaurants reminding me of another topic on COVID, and that is the expense the business has to go to doing less business but buying shields and giving away face masks and buying more wipes and right. having the staff clean tables after, you know, more more than – more judiciously than they ever did and all of that right now right. do you have added expenses at your business well we don't because we don't have a retail store. okay so that's we, good we you know we are just there uh, people who do have retail or like the schools had to go through and buy a lot of that kind of stuff right but luckily there were a lot of grants from the federal government primarily to, yep. as your daughter probably will allude to she had yes yeah, she uh, will i mean there the was pp what do you call it oh, PPE. ppe yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, th there was a lot of money there that the government threw at them to say okay put up the shields or get masks or the n95 masks and gloves and right that kind of thing so that really helped them um, and a restaurant and, and, and other and, businesses and, too right, right sure yeah so that that segment of the market i think goes pretty well saturated with merchandise through the summer because that's when people were making decisions but how are we going to do this now those stuff? same businesses are waiting for the government to come through with more and they haven't done it yet right or the so. or the companies have decided okay you're working from off site indefinitely yeah um, well, yeah i know companies aren't going to come back until june of next year are you, which maybe maybe our last segment here, we might talk about looking into the future a little bit, okay? Does it does it scare you that the, okay, just take any, any high-rise office building downtown, for instance, that right. buys office supplies, that that might never come back? Oh, I think because, there'll be a certain segment that will never come back. Yeah, because they'll say, is. well, we'll work at home. And I think commercial real estate will be impacted oh, no considerably doubt. by that. Yeah. Although the flip side of that is, so you only have half the number of people coming back, but they have to be socially distanced, so you can use that whole space for the 50% of the people you had coming in. So you you got to do that anyway. That space, yeah. But you're paying for all that space that you're really not utilizing you're, as well. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. It's a, it's again the the Dagon thing. Just it runs into itself at every stop. Yeah. Right. If your business requires you to have face to face with customers, I think you're going to come back to normal, whatever the normal is. But if you can get by with not having to interact face to face with the customer, you're going to see a lot of support staff stay home. And that could be that could be an, an additional burden for your oh, absolutely. industry, right? Absolutely. Do, yeah. I take it you guys probably belong to an association of office supply right, there's stores. There's a national group. Right? And uh, it, what are, what are they? What have have they been helpful for you in this? Not really, because they're looking at national items as opposed to the local thing. I mean, we're all dealing. Every business is dealing with the same kind of issues. And, and nothing's really specific to us other than using office supplies, but everybody's down with their business because of whatever it's related to COVID. Uh, nationally, we just, 
I mean, they're going to the Congress and trying to petition for more more PPE, money, you know, right, that kind of right. stuff, uh, which I don't know if we're going to get any more or not. Hope, hope, hopefully. Well, before we get off the air here, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, Jan, tell folks how to get a hold of your business. Well, we have a website, CircleOS, like office supplies, dot com, and you can call us 317-248-7900. Do or that. My email is jkilius, K-I-L-I-E-S, at CircleOS.com. Okay. Do that one more time okay. so in case somebody didn't have a sure. pencil with them. Phone number is 317 317- Two four eight seven nine zero zero. The website is circleos.com, or you can email me j k i l i e s at circleos.com. Jan Kilius with Circle Supply Office Supply Business, fellow Catholic Business Exchange guy. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate being here. Okay, Happy good holidays. to see. Good to see you, Jan.